Hi there, this is Cross the Rubicon Channel and today is the 15th of January and it's a lovely sunny day in Christchurch. The time is nearly ten past three in the afternoon and uh, I got up a couple of hours ago from doing the night shift where I work and yeah, I've got a few days off now, it's great. Just a great thought to have a few days off. But anyway, um, what are we going to talk about today? Just have a drink of water. It's funny, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and we were talking about um, people in New Zealand generally don't like to raise their head above the parapet. And um, I believe the government know this and they know that the government can do anything, almost anything, to New Zealanders and they won't complain. And I think the United Nations know this kind of thing as well because that's why they test things in New Zealand. Because they've got a, an apolitical, apathetic, acquiescent populace. And, you know, since this government, this Labour government came into power, Jacinda Ardern, a lot of things have changed, and especially since March the 15th, the mosque shooting. Our freedoms are going, our freedoms of speech. She's, um, she's coming for everybody's guns. She's intimidating people who criticise her and her policies, especially the global compact on migration. And she's using the police as her enforcers to intimidate people into basically shutting their mouths and stopping criticism of her. And she's got her media to call all criticism of her and her policies far-right white supremacists. And it's working well. It really is working well. Because I've heard people at work, I've heard many a conversation, and they talk about the uh, the far right in New Zealand and this white supremacist problem we've got. I've you know I've just sat in on conversations and listened to it. And you know, so basically they've swallowed what the media are telling them. You're Patrick Gower, especially Patrick Gower. And um your John Campbell's and your, what's his name, Jack Tam, Tame or whatever his name is, Tame. You know, spilling out this garbage. And now you've got, like, uh, the other one, Miles Davis, now, New Sork ZB. These people are, they're not journalists. They're propagandists for this government. And they will go after good, innocent people who are concerned about the path New Zealand is going. And because they're concerned about the path they're going, well, this government is taking New Zealand, they're being branded and raided now by the police being raided in the homes by armed police. And why is that? For their thoughts, for their political opinion... Well, yeah, it's, um, I was having a conversation again, um, well, 
only a couple of days ago with a, with a Scottish fella I know. And, uh, you know, we were discussing about people like myself, you know, I, used to, I obviously make YouTube videos and I've been banned for three months, as you know, and that's why I'm making podcasts. But I'm, I'm sticking my neck out there. My face is all over this. My name's now all over this. But I believe in what I do. I believe I'm telling you the truth. I don't do this for any monetary gain. I mean, it, it, it actually puts a stress on my marriage. But it, it's something I'm passionate about. But me and a Scots fellow was talking about... Um, I don't think this is unique to New Zealand, but it's very, very common in New Zealand, where people will encourage others to stand up and be counted, but they won't stand up and be counted themselves. And, you know, I think we should be out in the streets rallying. We should be shouting from the rooftops about this government. We've got plenty of support. Plenty of people who support that idea. But very, very, very few, a very small percentage of that number will actually go out and do the business in the streets and um, hold the banners and, and, you know, basically be part, part of the numbers. They won't do it. And they won't do it for fear. For fear of... Um, being photographed, being filmed by this government and basically this government, the media, putting pressure on their employers and they lose their jobs. It's a fear thing and, you know, fear of losing friends as well and, and work colleagues and being pointed at and being called a, a far-right white supremacist. Being concerned about <clears throat> government policies and being concerned about the path your country is going is not white supremacy. It's just being a good, honest, hard-working, tax-paying tax -paying citizen. That's all it is. It's your right to protest when something is wrong. But getting people out is the hardest bit. Out of a hundred people that would agree with you, maybe two would turn up. Two to five, maybe. That is... It's very hard. It's very hard to get people out there. And all kinds of excuses are made. All kinds of excuses. But we've got to be more proactive. Because this government knows what people are like. They know exactly that people like myself, Dewey DeBoer, who was raided last week, the young lad in Auckland, by the police, intimidated. And others. What's his name? Vinny Eastwood. I've never spoken to him. But he's another YouTuber. And he's as good as on our side of the fence. And others that have been visited by the police. For what? For having an opinion? Having a, an opinion that's opposed to this government? The very definition of that is tyranny. 
That's totalitarianism. What are we moving into in New Zealand? And most people don't even know it's happening. Most people are so reliant on watching the TV3 and TVNZ News and, and reading the Herald, the Dominion and the Christchurch Press and, and the Otago Times and listening to talk radio where nearly all these talk show hosts are anti-Trump and they, they basically say the same things as Patrick Gower and, and basically what's in the press. And if they talk about international stuff, they'll just say stuff that's on CNN or MSNBC. It's anti-Trump hate. That's what it is. These people can't think for themselves. They honestly can't think for themselves. But you know, we've got to get out there. We really have got to get out there. We've got to be able to rally and get out in the streets and protest. It's our right in a free country, in a free democracy. When we see something wrong, we have the right to protest. The media in New Zealand are not checking the government. There is no check on the government in New Zealand. Politicians are answerable to no one in New Zealand. Only during an election. That's the only time they're answerable. So in New Zealand, they've got a three-year reign to do what they want. And come near the election, they tell you a whole lot of lies and the media back it up because they're paid to. And then people vote the same people in again. It's so myopic. How, I don't know, how are we going to change this? How are we going to change it? Come the next election um, this year, we got a choice, Labour. Normally, it's a two-horse race, Labour or National. But you've got other parties. You've got ACT, which I wouldn't recommend because I, I think he's a charlatan, David Seymour, I, I, I must admit. I've even dropped leaflets for David Seymour three years ago. Around where I live. For days on end, I supported him. But not now. So I'm swinging behind the new Conservatives. That's what I'm doing. I know Leighton Baker, and I've met him a few times, and his wife. Lovely people. Salt of the earth, a builder. A crushing handshake. He's a normal bloke. A hard-working bloke. He's not a... Um... He's not a politician, he's not a career politician. That's been through the universities, been indoctrinated into cultural Marxism and political correctness. I would be very disappointed if um, he got anywhere near power and and he went back on a lot of the things he says. That, you know, that's, that's, I don't know. But I know politicians do this all the time. But who's the exception to the rule? Who is it? Of recent times. Yes, it's Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump is actually doing what he said he was going to do. And how is he treated by the media? The globalist-owned media. Who want a borderless world. Who hate 
nationalism and patriotism. They want to destroy nations' cultures. They want to destroy nations. They want the whole world to be one big global village where anybody can move wherever they want. That's what they want. So that means your lifestyle, you that are listening to this, that are not necessarily on my side of the fence. If you want a borderless world and you support, you know, no borders and your George Soros's and your Clintons and your Obamas and the Mexicans and the Central Americans should flood into the United States and mass migration from Africa and the Middle East into Europe is a, is a good thing. If you think that that is a good thing, then you're insane, especially if you've got children and you've got a house and a mortgage and a nice garden and a nice community. Because when that happens to your country, this country, New Zealand, a population of 5 million, you will see your community change. And in a short time, you will be powerless to do anything about it. Because when your community changes its demographics, then the voting patterns will change. And then, no matter how you want to vote, maybe you swung from Labour to a national or a more conservative government, you're wasting your time because the change in demographics then will be overwhelmingly voting Labour. And it's going to be the same in the United States with Democrats. They want to bring these people in so they can give them the vote. Because these people who are dependent on welfare... And they mostly come from Islamic or socialist countries. They will vote for more of the same. These people are flooded into the United States from Mexico, Central America, Africa, Middle East, wherever. They do not vote for Donald Trump. They do not vote for Republicans. The vast majority of them vote for the Democrats. And that destroys communities because they know as well that the democrats are going to give them free stuff and when they get free stuff from the government that comes from a taxpayer by the way they will vote for more of the same and they will breed and then they have children the children grow up dependent on the government and they will vote that same government in When the government get enough power, they will chop down the borders and then that will ensure they will have power forever. Until, of course, when a massive influx of the Islamic community moves in to their nations, then that socialist government will be replaced then by an Islamic government. And then it's game over. Then your nation has changed completely, irrevocably. It becomes an Islamic country with Sharia law. That's just the truth of it. And that's the aim. 
But these socialists have no idea, no idea what they are doing. By siding, socialist, Marxist, communists, they are siding with radical Islam in an unholy alliance to destroy the West. But when Islam becomes more powerful than them, they will be destroyed. And Islam will reign. That's just a fact. It's happened in Iran in the 70s. The Shah of Iran. Yes, he was an American puppet. But the women in Iran could walk around with lipstick and hair in ponytails and short skirts and go to nightclubs and go drinking in bars. That's what, that's what Iran was like once. And what happened? The communists and the Islamists joined together to get rid of the Shah of Iran, which they did. And who filled the vacuum? The Ayatollahs, the theocrats, the Islamists, political Islamists. And what happened to the communists then? They were all jailed or killed. And who reigned supreme? The Islamists. And Iran became the Islamic Republic of Iran. And look at all the trouble since. Women have to wear veils. They get jailed if they don't wear veils. They hang people on cranes in public squares, just lift them up. They don't even jump through a shutter door, they just lift them up by the neck until they choke to death. They kill gays. No freedom in Iran, no freedom at all. But who helped these Islamists come to power? It was the communists. These people are learning nothing from history. Nothing. And this Prime Minister we've got in New Zealand is making exactly the same mistake. She's empowering people that are flooding into the country. Empowering them over the taxpaying public. And she's using the media to call anybody who criticises it as a far-right white supremacist. And that's it, in a nutshell, basically. And using the police to intimidate people. It's absolute insanity that people cannot see this. And with this she'd be right kind of attitude in New Zealand, and people who are completely apathetic or apolitical, or basically just can't be asked. Knowing about this, it's going to affect them. It's going to affect their children because of their own ignorance. Because they don't know what's going on in the world. They have no idea. As long as they can watch the All Blacks and watch the Crusaders or whatever, the Blues, the Hurricanes, and get pissed on the weekend and talk shit, they're happy to know nothing. They're happy for this government to do whatever they want. They have complete trust in this government. And the government's happy with that. They're happy with the populace being completely ignorant of what they're doing. Because that means they can do whatever they want. 
and people like me, Dewey DeBoer, Carol Sarkey, Finney Eastwood, Terry O'Pines, and many, many more. We're the ones who this government and media call far-right because we are calling it out. <sighs> New Zealand is going down the pan. This year is going to be a crucial year. Not only are migrants going to flood in in their tens of thousands from the third world, as per the Global Compact on Migration, Communities will see the change in their communities. Small towns in New Zealand will get an ethnic minority mayors and local councillors. They will see the power structure change. And you will not be able to criticise it because criticism of this will be a hate crime. That is what this government is doing. And people aren't noticing. You know, I've got friends that, um, that support me, but it's still bloody hard to I don't know, um, to reach out to people. Obviously, YouTube's banned me because of these far-left Antifa communists in Christchurch saying that I talk hate speech. But do I talk hate speech? Do you think I talk hate speech? Well, I don't think I do. But I get banned off YouTube for basically saying what I'm saying now and saying it in the way I say it now. That's because Jacinda and the Christchurch call have made it that way. They're banning conservative speakers because they want to control the information that people get. So they have to shut down all opposing opinion. That is totalitarianism. Tyranny. Marxism. Communism. Dictatorship. That's what this is. That's not freedom. That's not democracy. We have the illusion of democracy, but we don't have real democracy. The last election, Jacinda didn't even win the election in New Zealand. National won the election. But Jacinda got into power, she wasn't elected. Because of a traitorous, traitorous dog called Winston Peters. Absolute treasonous traitor. Because he had a beef with National. He decided to teach National a lesson. And swung behind the Marxists and put Jacinda in power. He was the kingmaker. Just to serve himself. Because he, get the, he got the deputy prime ministership out of it. Real power in New Zealand. 
It absolutely stinks what he did. I hope his party, New Zealand First, are destroyed. Destroyed in the next election. Destroyed. I know the new Conservatives are not going to win power, but hopefully they'll fill that vacuum where New Zealand First will depart. Hopefully the new Conservatives will step into the into the breach. But you know, the main point of this podcast is that people should be getting out there and being more proactive. And instead of saying... You know, they've got to do something and, and not turn up. We've really got to turn up, otherwise nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. We've got to start getting active. We've got to start saying what we truly believe. We still live in a free country. If you lose friends over there, then were they friends anyway? Really? If you lose your job over it, you've got, you've got the freedom to believe in what you want. It'll be difficult to to lose your job over this. I would have thought in a free country. That's your opinion. We're not in 1984 yet, completely. And you've got to stand up and be counted. We've got to, all of us. I don't mind going to Christchurch. I will lead it. I will stand on the podium with the PA... And I'll say what I believe. But I can't do it by myself. I can't do it. We've got to get out there and start making noises. Otherwise, Jacinda is going to win another term. If she wins another term, New Zealand is is ruined. This year is crucial. 2020 is crucial. We cannot let Jacinda Ardern win another election. I don't think Simon Bridges is going to be much better, but he will be a little bit better. He's not going to be as bad as her. But if the National Party got into power, we need the new Conservatives to keep their feet to the fire. That's what we need. In New Zealand. And take our signature signature from the Global Compact. Take it off. And you know, for me, I would tell the United Nations where to go. I'd tell them to get stuffed. Keep out of New Zealand. We don't want nothing to do with the United Nations. The most corrupt, disgusting organisation in the world. Bent on destroying the West. From within. The United Nations is surplus to requirements. It should be disbanded, destroyed. Waste of time. But it's the United Nations that are telling, directing Jacinda in her every decision, I believe. Every decision that's made. She's being told from outside this country She's supposed to be representative of the people of this country. She is not. She is like a United... Well, she is a United Nations puppet. 
That is what she is. And she's been advised to use the police to shut down opposing opinion. And in the United Nations Global Compact, it says to pay the media, to pay the media, fund the media. To blow the trumpet of mass migration and the global compact. And say it's a good thing. And call anybody who says otherwise a racist. So basically the government pays the media to drive the narrative. That bringing the third world to your first world nation is a good thing to do. You bring the third world to your nation, you will become the third world in no time, of a country of five million people. Well, anyway, that's me. I've been only half an hour. I think I've said what I need to say, but we've got to get up, people. We've got to honestly get out there, be more vocal, and please share this podcast everywhere. Everywhere. Share it. Send it to all your friends, even your lefty friends. But in New Zealand, we've got to get out there. Share this podcast. So I'm telling you as it is. I feel like I'm... Like I'm alone in this. Some people say I'm insane. But I know. At the end of the day, I'm right. I am absolutely right. I know I am. We're being led by a corrupted, an absolute corrupted government and a corrupted Prime Minister. That's what I believe. It's my right to believe that. It's my right to say it and express my thoughts in a free and democratic country. Right, that's me. Um, yeah, 30, 30 odd minutes. Please share this podcast. Get the word out there. We have got to stand up, get more proactive. We need rallies in the street. We've got to get rallies in the street. We've got to. We've got to get feet on the ground. We've got to be seen. Otherwise, it means nothing. Anyway, people, that's me. Uh, this is Cross the Rubicon, where you get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. See you later. Bye.